I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Ron Ananian. I've been doing something new where I actually keep a written journal at the shop every week. I've been looking through your journal. Why does it say all work and no play makes Ron a dull boy constantly over and over? It looks like the movie The Shining. Yeah, well, you know, it's just... You read my thoughts. You've got the shining. You mean shining. You want to get sued? The Car Doctor. You're filling it up with coolant, water, whatever, engine off, and it comes out the bleeder, right? Correct. It does not come out the bleeder, but it should, yeah. It should. So why does it not? Are you sure the bleeder is not clogged? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. There is one absolute in auto repair, and it's an absolute that just, you can't top it. And that is that technology is going to continue to evolve, and no pun intended, drive the business. It's going to make it either easy or difficult, depending upon your perspective and depending upon whether or not you're equipped and ready for it. I recently heard some rumblings going on regarding Chrysler, for example, that, and it's no secret at this point, that you have to have a secure gateway to get into Chrysler via scan tool technology, and some of the scan tool companies are struggling with it. One of the leaders in this, one of the guys, some of, a group of guys, I should say it like that, that have sort of defined this package as it approaches the industry are the guys over at Autel, and um, we've reached out to them, as always, uh, working with them as we do when we're talking once again with Michael Flink. He is the uh, director over there for diagnostics, battery testing, and mobilizer, and all sorts of good things at Autel on the diagnostics side, and we're glad to have him back. Mike, welcome back, sir. 
Thank you, Ron. Glad to be here. Um, there, there's a lot, right? Chrysler started out as about two years ago. You guys made the formal announcement. I think you were the first to secure the gateway access for the automotive aftermarket to allow shops to speak to Chrysler vehicles by registering their tools and, and the process, so forth. But it's getting we're, kicked up a notch again, isn't it? Is that the rumor that I heard? Not really. It's, it's, we were one of the first three um, to come in with it. There's quite a few now that are starting to get in. Um, but it's still, it's just the shops, I think, and the technicians are starting to get used to the idea. Um, they're starting to run into more and more of these cars. Um, Chrysler started the gateways uh, with some models in 2018 and then 2019 and 2020. And so as these vehicles begin to, to age out of that manufacturer's warranty, the independent repair shops and the technicians are now starting to see them and having to deal with that gateway module. And so uh, we're starting to hear more and more of them asking the question. Um, but it's, it's a pretty solid process at this point. Um, can you take us back? What what created this? And is this a Chrysler-only thing, or are other manufacturers going to require this, do you know? You bet. Yeah, and some others are getting there. What this really stems from, if anybody remembers, back in February of 2015, uh, 60 Minutes had an article they did um, with a couple of white hat hackers down in Florida that showed that you could actually use the uh, connected part of a car between the Bluetooth and wireless that we're getting in today's cars to be able to get into the diagnostics and the computer systems and actually be able to mess with things like... Uh, automatic braking, um, your power steering. And so from that hack attempt that was actually successful that they showed, um, the car manufacturers and even the government got into saying, hey, we got to find a way to secure these cars as we add more technology and safety systems, more of this connected vehicle. Uh, we've got to have a way to protect it. And so that's what kind of led to this. The, the vehicle that was a subject of that article was a Jeep. So Chrysler was one of the first to jump into the fray since it was their vehicle that got the bad publicity, if you will, from the article. Right. Um, since then, uh, Nissan started in 2020 with the Sentra and Rogue. They're now working with a gateway module, uh, and they actually haven't come up with their solution, unlike what Chrysler has finally come up with uh, on theirs. Um, Ford's dabbling in it uh, in some of the things they've got. Uh, they aren't to a full gateway module of the same style as these, but they're actually starting to get some. We'll see more car manufacturers starting to do this as that concern uh, comes up. I guess I guess as the car just, you know, if it can become more of a rolling computer, as it becomes more of a rolling computer, uh, we've got to have a way to secure it. We've got to put a, a, a way to prevent hackers from taking control. And as that car is self-driving, to prevent it from doing something wrong that could create a problem, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's it. It's 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 the ever battle of technology and uh, convenience that the consumer wants in the car versus keeping it secure and safe. But Autel, and you know, I have to bang your drum a little bit because Autel was. I thought you were the first, if not one of the first. You were the guys that you know sort of secured the gateway and showed the industry. Hey, we're going to go through, and I I believe the name of the company. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Is Auto Auth or Auto Authority? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, Auto Auto Auth is is the third party for Chrysler right. that manages uh, the access to these gateway modules for all of us uh, that build aftermarket scan tools. Autel was actually officially third in line uh, among the car manufacturers to get there. Um, where we got some of the publicity or the credit for leading is during the 
from the time Chrysler introduced this until they had the solution for the automotive aftermarket, there was about a year and a half gap um, where the industry was kind of struggling on what do we do. Uh, and we had actually come up with a bypass cable uh, as an interim measure for technicians to use. Uh, involved a lot of work. It uh, wasn't a perfect solution, but it was something um, until the auto off uh, issue came up from uh, Chrysler and became a method that we could use. Now, if a shop out there has a tool, and it, it doesn't matter if it's an autel or whatever, but they want to get into Chrysler. Um, it's a matter of walk us through that. That's It's a simple process at this point, right? It is. It's kind of a two-step process. So uh, step one is for the technician, the mechanic, to register with AutoAuth, and that's A-U-T-O-A-U-T-H. Uh, for your folks out there, and it's autooff.com is their website. And the registration's really simple. You're simply giving them your first and last name and an email address and then creating a password. Uh, obviously, they email you in the whole verification of are you you and did you do this to make sure you're not some kind of a, a bot out there on the web. Right. Once that's done, now the technician has an auto auth ID. Step two is they have to say if they're uh, acting as an independent repair technician or are they part or a member of a shop? And the shop or the technician, if he's going independent, then has to create a auto auth account, and that's where they have to actually pay. Uh, and it's relatively inexpensive, fifty dollars a year for a shop to have an auto auth account. Um, and within that account, then a technician who's registered. Uh, can say, I'm working for this shop, the shop managing it, can have five technicians, plus, of course, the shop owner, whoever was the lead of the account. So essentially six technicians in their account, and they can have up to 10 different scanners registered. Once the account's created that they've paid for and technician assigned, then the manager for that shop or the owner will then register the tools by serial number and brand with AutoAuth. And as long as it's an approved uh, model and brand of scan tool, then that will give them the access to it. Uh, what happens that at that point is when you go into one of these Chrysler cars, the tool will ask you to log in with your auto auth ID and password. You do that, the whole process is done. You do have to be connected to the internet. The car basically gets the access codes from the auto auth website if it's an approved tool tells it it's allowed to go. And once that connection's established, at that point, you don't even have to remain on the Internet. So a technician can take a car on a test drive as long as he doesn't disconnect from the car. Anytime you disconnect and rehook up, you've got to do that access process again. Right. And and start the process all over again. Um, I, I, I cheated, Mike, and I went ahead to the autel.com website. And I have to mm -hmm. say, you've got a very nice, you know, you guys did a lot of good work there. You've laid out a very nice procedure. You explain it in detail, everything you just said and more um, with pictures and explanations. And so if there's any technicians out there, any shop owners out there that are trying to register their tools, and hopefully they're autels, right? <laughs> um, Absolutely. You know, we, uh, you, you've kind of got the process all laid out. Now, what... One of the other things I just wanted to cover, if I could, uh, today with you is I had heard a rumor that some of the scan tool manufacturers are are looking to do some things regarding um, uh, if subscriptions aren't current, they may change the way guys approach the uh, Chrysler Gateway. And I'll tell you what, let's pull over and take a pause. We'll answer that question when we come back. If Maybe it's a yes, maybe it's a no, but whatever it is, let's do it when we get back. I'm here today with Michael Flink of uh, Autel. Ron and Annie in the car, doctor, at your service. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't call us. That's right. If you call and we're not live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855-560-9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is. And welcome back. We're here talking with Michael Flink of Autel Diagnostics. Mike, um, let me ask the question a different way. So when we left, I was talking about I'd heard a rumor that the industry is going to require current subscriptions to maintain a link to things such as the Chrysler Secure Gateway. And, you know, it probably wasn't a fair comment to say, is that fair or not? And in thinking about it, probably the concern is that everybody needs to have their scan tools current because they're missing out on certain things that might otherwise not let them or help them fix the car, right? Well, yeah, that's absolutely true, Ron. And, and to your point, with the 
uh, Chrysler service, and there's other ones. Kia has an encryption code piece um, that we've got built into the Autels, but it requires a connection to the same server that is where the update subscriptions are done. So you all do have to have that current subscription in order to get that access through the server and then to Chrysler's auto author for the Kia encryption uh, and other car manufacturers to it. But you make a great point with this constant change, if the software in your tool isn't the latest software, they really can't allow that access to these sites and encryptions because they've got to make sure what's accessing the car is 100% correct. And, and changes are happening today in this software and things that they're doing with things like uh, ADOS, the driver assistance systems and that, where even older model cars are having changes as the manufacturers adjust things for these pieces in this technology, where updates are more important to stay current than they were many years ago when uh, we had the habit of only updating every other year because it was just new model your information. Right. Now it's a whole different world, and it's really important to have that current update subscription on your tool. Now, you're, now you are solving problems on cars we couldn't get into because the manufacturer changed the software, so you're making changes to your software to allow us to get back into that system or to solve a problem to fix the car for the customer so we we fix that car and go on to the next one. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I, I always use the example, you know, I recently updated my cell phone and I had to update my banking app. And right after I did that, my banking app stopped working. And when I called the bank app, you know, the bank, they said, oh, yeah, did you update? Yeah, I said, okay, well, here, we're sending out a patch because here's the software up, update to the to the app update for updating it for the new operating system because from the cell phone manufacturer you needed this we had that now you need this to go with that and that and this and cars are the same way in, in that sense and if you don't have a current subscription with autel or whoever your scan tool manufacturer is you may not be able to fix that car or worse you may get into the middle of it and be stuck halfway through a repair process Yep, absolutely. And and another example is, I mentioned the ADOS system, the driver assistance systems. The car manufacturer may figure out over time that the way they aim the radar or the camera, it might spot a large side of a, bri of a bridge as you're going underneath it when you're doing an underpass and react to it. So they'll adjust that calibration or the height and setup information for it. And if you haven't kept your scanner up to date, you're doing the adjustment to that car to the old information that the manufacturer figured out didn't work as well. And so you're using dated information and you're not really doing the right job for your customer either. Do you see the need for software increasing? I know the answer to this, Mike. Uh, as, as the electric car becomes more and more predominant, is it just going to become something we absolutely have to have now to work? We have to be cutting edge to work on cutting edge, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely we're going to see it, especially uh, getting into some of the electric vehicles that are leading technology. Um, Tesla's a brand that we all know about. Tesla's had multiple uh, recalls or things that they've adapted and fixed that they actually do through what they call an over-the-air programming. So you haven't even had to take your car into the dealership to get the software updated in that car. Um, so they we're going to see more and more of that kind of technology. A way to think about it is parts and sensors that we changed 
10, 12, 15 years ago on a car to fix a problem. Now they simply adjust how the computer takes the data from that sensor, and so they're able to execute a repair uh, or do a technical service bulletin simply through programming or adjustments that are made through a scan tool or diagnostic connection. Wow. And they're going to do that probably while the car is home charging or you know not in operation for X number of uh, time period, and, and you'll, you'll never be the wiser, although I guess they'll give you some kind of a notification. Um, you bet. To let you know. Hey, Mike, before I let you go, real quick, I hear good things about um, you guys have made some changes now in the area of battery testing. Um, didn't you just, you just you came out with a, a new battery test tool that does some really uh, neat things for the industry? Can you talk about that real quick for a minute? Sure, absolutely, Ron. So, yeah, Autel introduced last year a line of battery testers. And what we did, uh, similar to what we'd done with the tire pressure monitoring systems and tools, um, of course, we introduced state-of-the-art using what they call adaptive conductance. So rather than doing the old load-style testing um, that we all were familiar with, with year, for years that removed energy from the battery in doing the test, this conductance testing kind of uses an algorithm and a signal going through and across the battery. More accurate, it can test the discharge battery. Uh, it can give more accurate results adapted to it and able to be repeatable. So we've used that technology that's been out there. The adaptive side of it is that we do change that algorithm based on both the battery's temperature and state of charge, so it's a much more accurate test. But today's cars, as we've been talking about technology, you can't simply just swap a battery anymore. There are resets to the computers and other things that have to be done, yep. and the car's computers are actually controlling the charge from the alternator. So you have to register the fact that you've installed a new battery so that that alternator charging pattern changes for a new battery versus an old one, or your battery life on your new one will be compromised. It might overcharge it. So the technology of scan tools had to be used along with a battery tester to do this service. What Autel has done is combined our knowledge of doing diagnostics, computer resets, with our battery test technology so that a single device, our BT-608, enables the technician to perform the battery test and a starter alternator test on voltage and then helps them through the steps of doing the computer resets and registering the battery. We've put it all together in a single device for them to give them an easy solution. We've even put in menus there that will tell them the location of the battery and the correct battery size and capacity based on the BCI, Battery Council International's recommendations for the model. You you guys are so cutting edge. It just... just amazes me and I, and I love that your comment and I've been preaching that lately you just don't throw a battery in a car anymore it's there, there's so much more involved in it that um, it's just it's just it's really become a process and that's by virtue of the technology and there's just no way around it Mike it was a pleasure sir it was an absolute pleasure to have you if the listeners are looking for more information can you uh, tell us the website yep it's www.autel.com cool beans we look forward to good things from you guys to continue and uh, as always it's been a pleasure mike we'll talk again real soon you have a good rest of the day you bet you too and thank you ron you're very welcome sir i'm ron Annie and the car doctor i'll be back right after this don't go away Selena. Like, really, love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so. Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. We're on Name the Car Doctor. You know, I know the digital age is upon us or has been upon us for quite some time, and we're talking about technology today as always. And, you know, it's you'll find all your answers online or in the Google machine as we like to say sometimes, but you know what? There is something really nice about sitting down and curling up and cuddling up with a nice hardcover book about cars, and it might be your favorite, and uh, this one might be your favorite because it's the complete book of Ford Mustang, and here to talk to us about it is Mike Muller. Mike's no, no, no stranger to this show. We've had Mike on before, and we're glad to have him back. Mike, how are you today? Oh, fantastic. Glad to be back. Um, you know, you've been doing this. Let me give you some, some of your creds out here. You're a lifetime car enthusiast. You've been doing this since 91 as far as being an automotive photojournalist. Um, and you've written so many books. 
and so many different topics about the automotive industry, the classics and so forth. What inspired you to write a book about Mustang? Because was there a Mustang in Mike Muller's history somewhere? <laughs> it has to be, right? Oh, there's been a handful. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. Um, I, you know, I know this is about the Mustang book, but I've always loved all cars. And even in, in my career of ownership, I never really have picked on any one brand. Although I have owned a lot of Fords. That, that, and that's just the luck of the draw. Right. Uh, but but at, uh, let's see. Yeah, my, my sister was a year older than me, and her first car was a 65 Mustang. Uh, my brother had a 67 that he gave to me uh, that I drove through college. And, uh, of course, they were just so plentiful. I mean, they were they were good used cars back then. Um, it, it, it's, my, it, it's hard to believe they were so plentiful at one point, right? Um, oh, well, <laughs> gosh, they, they, 1966, they spit out 600,000 of them, you know, so... Uh, if, if you just followed along, it it, it was the, the, it's understandable. They were building, they were selling a lot of them back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they showed up. The Mustang started sixty four and a half, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. was a, it was a big yeah. deal at the World's Fair in New York, according to the book. And um, yes. it, the way you've documented the history, if you're a Mustang guy, this is the book to have, or a Mustang gal, Mustang Sally, right? Um, yeah. You know, it it's when when you when you put together a book like this. <laughs> You know, what's the, because I can look at it and the color pictures and the way everything is laid out and it, it's so chronological and there's just so many little tidbits packed in there, things that you just couldn't possibly know, the average person couldn't possibly know. Where do you find all this information and how do you come up with all these stories? Well, um, part of it is, is, like you said, I've had a lot of experience at this and actually my career goes back to my college days. Uh, 1991 is when I became a freelancer. Um, I graduated University of Illinois in 83 with a journalism degree, and I was selling magazine pieces to, um, our, our car, uh, pieces to car magazines then. Um, I, I found out that, God, life could be easy. I didn't know that people would buy that stuff. You know? <laughs> but, um, no, always, uh, my, you know, my family, my, uh, everyone in my family were car guys. My dad taught us mechanics, and, and um, so, you know, I started learning about cars right away, and then, of course, well, uh, once I, uh, you know, I, I fell in love with cars I saw on the street. I, I, pardon me for saying this, but my earliest memory before the age of five was when I saw the first 1963 Corvette Stingray. And I, I don't remember anything else, but I remember seeing that car as a, you know, four-year-old kid. And, uh, but, the, yeah, Mustangs uh, are just one of them. Um, I loved all cars. Yeah. And so, um, God, my brothers were car guys, and they started learning about them, and we started learning about them before we were old enough to learn anything else. How long did it take you to write the book? Oh, gosh. Well, this this book was originally put together for 07, um, and I can't recall. I've done so many books, I can't recall. Uh, it, it, it's a couple months of work. Right. Uh, but but again, I had been writing for Mustang Monthly Magazine. I worked there when I was young. Um, I had written so much stuff over the years that once the time came to uh, do this book, it's just pe- pulling things together and refining and digging some more. Um, I had the groundwork laid, let's put it that way. Right, because this is the updated book. Uh, you, you This book originally came out, a while ago, and now this is the updated version of it, right? You've you've got additions and fresh yeah. fresh info, fresh fresh pictures, 
yeah. y- you know, it's 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 just basically a, a, another book in a sense. It's it's an add-on to it, um, to what yeah. you, to what you originally had. And I think that's great. You know what? Just keep the information flowing, uh, because as yeah. I said, there's nothing better than sitting down with a book on a rainy day and a cup of coffee and just looking at pictures. There's something you know very settling about that. There's something romantic yeah. almost. There's a mystique to it uh, to get to know the book and and, and see what's out there. Um, yeah, well, you plus know, it makes a great doorstop. Uh, yeah, if it ever gets, or, or I could hit Tom in the head with it um, if I ever get <laughs> bored. Um, you know, get, let, make, wake up Tom, my producer, but you know he does fall asleep on the show. But that's only because I'm so boring to listen to. So I, uh, I, I know how that goes. Um, uh, you know, when you were talking to Ford, uh, you know, uh, Ford, I'm sure was very cooperative because of your name and what you're what you're writing about. Um, did you see some things or learn some things about the Mustang that, that surprised you that you weren't aware of at the time? Well, over the years, like to say the different renditions of this, yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity um, uh, back when I was younger and still really heavily involved in, in, in the automotive journalism world. I'm, I'm kind of retired now, so right. I'm not in the loop like I used to be. But they, they, I, they used to let me. I used to have friends up there. And, uh, you know, I could tell you some stories, but then I'd have to kill you. Well, you know? <laughs> oh, tell us anyway. Come on, Mike. Well, the, oh, I mean, I got to see some of the cars before release. I remember when the GT500, I had friends at Ford Special Vehicle Team, and it was under development. And uh, I was up there to, to photograph something else. I forget an engine. And they had to take me into the into the deep, dark laboratory, and they they made me promise not to... A, use my camera, and B, not speak to anyone I knew. And, uh, of course, a lot of times you did have to sign things. Right, you know, non-disclosure, uh, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, and I used to get cars to drive. The One year I got a, a 96, uh, I think it was a 96, uh, Cobra convertible, the only one in existence. It was a pre-production model, and um, I was driving it cross-country, and I actually stopped at a gas station out in Texas, West Texas, and some Department of Interior cop pulled over, and he actually knew what it was. He he says, "You can't be driving that; it's not out yet." You know, <laughs> I was kind of impressed that he knew enough about cars to recognize this was a brand new model. Was know? it? Was it? What what made him pull you over? The the lack of license? Oh no, plate, no, or no just... I was sitting at a gas station. Oh, oh, oh. You know, okay. Well, the sad, the funny thing was, we were the only two guys alive out in West Texas. There was right. no one else. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. And I was sitting at a gas station. He had seen me out out on the interstate. And he just pulled in behind me because he wanted to chat about it, you know. So. What do you What do you drive today, Mike? Um, I've got a couple Mustangs today. Uh, my girlfriend drives a, a, a 2015 GT convertible anniversary car that she she ran out and bought that car new, uh, looking over my shoulder during the last update of this book. I had it up on the screen, and she fell in love with it, and went out to the dealership the next day and came home with a GT convertible 50th anniversary car. And uh, I've got an I've got an 07 convertible that was my dad's. It was his retirement gift. He uh, we lost him last year, and he gave me the car a couple years ago to keep it in warmer climes. Right. And and believe it or not, don't laugh. Out there in the garage, that the the vehicle that I drive to death is an 04 cop car, a Crown Vic LX Sport that I bought new 18 years ago, and it's still going strong. And again, I I use it like a truck. And I, I just, I just can't bear the thought of not living with a rear drive V eight 
big oh. comfortable car. Listen, so listen, I get that. You know what? To you, it's just an old car. It's 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 mm-hmm. you know. I'll tell you what, Mike. Sit tight. Let let me pull over and take a pause, and we'll come back and continue our conversation. I'm Ron Anini, the Car Doctor. I'm here right now with Mike Muller. He's written a book, the complete book of Ford Mustang. We'll both return right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like really love. Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Here I come in my 57 she's a real rider. Pink perfection with her. Welcome back. Ron Dean, the car doctor, sitting here chatting with Mike Muller's. Always a good conversation. Mike's most recent book is an update to his book, The Complete Book of Ford Mustang. Mike, um, you know, there's a there's a cult following to the Mustang, right? Fair statement? Yeah. <laughs> Long uh, has been, yeah. Yeah, always has been. You know, what do you think, and I don't know if this is a fair question to ask, but, you know, Mustang, Camaro, 
Corvette. Some cars just click and some cars don't. What is it? What what is it that makes a car click? What makes what makes a Mustang a Mustang? Why does everybody want one that wants one? Well, that's that's kind of a tough question now because you're talking about such aging legacies. Uh, um, you know, the the world is changing. The car world is changing. Uh, um, God, what, like what we just talked about. When I was a kid, you could love a car and you could actually go out and, and buy one as a kid and work on it, and uh, that's not the case today. Right. Um, I, I don't know if we could replicate what happened when Mustang came out in 64 and Camaro came out in 67. Uh, times are completely different. I think what you're talking about is there's the legacy is still running strong. The memories are still there. Um, how quickly um, all the cult followers are dying off, that remains to be the question. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, internal combustion, the days are numbered. We're going to be running. We've got to figure out something new sometime here soon. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I put it this way, and people always take it wrong when I say it, but I, I'm just glad that at my age that I'm going to be gone before things change anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Uh, yeah. You know, but, Will, uh, we'll, when, when this generation goes, when the generation that loves this Mustang goes, will the next generation pick it up, you think? Or do they just see it as something, it's just, to them, it's just an overpriced old car. It was dad's car. It doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah, that's a very good question. And that's why I consider myself being too old for this world. Um, I, I I haven't gone out and talked to enough young people now. Uh, uh, most of the young guys I see, I've got a couple here on my street. Uh, the cars they play with uh, um, are mostly four-cylinders. You know, of course, those are the cars they can afford. Right. Um, you can hot rod four cylinders, and there's 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 nothing wrong with that. That there's something sure. to be said. It's still yeah. playing, yeah. Yep. But that's the cars. That's the Mustangs of today. Um, you know, um, I, like I said, I had a Mustang when I was in college. When I when I sold it, I sold it for fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, it yeah, it was a used up used car back then. Right. Yeah. No, my friend, and, uh, um, my one of my, one of my dearest friends, Jimmy's got an original '66 Shelby GT350. That in 1969, he was pumping gas at a local service station, and this fella, Chet, that owned it came in and asked Jimmy, hey, do you want to buy this? And Jimmy said it was like somebody telling me my sister's Raquel Welsh, and she needs a date. He said, I just, I knew, I just, I just knew I had to have the car. I think without telling tales, I think Jimmy paid like $2,200 for it in 69. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know, it's just... You can't imagine what it's worth today. It's still an original car. It's all there. It's, yeah. um, I get to see it all the time. I get to drive it. I get to, you know, and I, I, it's so different than the newer performance cars. You know, a new Shelby from Ford or, or, or a new Mustang from Ford. You know, you can do excess of 100 miles an hour, one finger on the wheel, air conditioning on, radio blasting. And, you know, <laughs> back then, those cars, you were hanging on for dear life and white knuckle ride all the way you know, to the other end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, very, very different. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. Well, 2200 was still a lot of money in 1969. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is funny to consider the relative scales of things. But uh, um, there's a, they're all dying off now, but some of my mentors, the, the guys who guided me when I was young, um, so many of them I had the stories of, of those very same stories of buying these collector cars when they were still just kind of old cars right. and a couple of them that had hung on to them forever up until they died you know? yeah. 
yeah. and they had original. I had a friend who had an original um, AC Cobra, um, uh, Shelby Cobra, little right. Ford powered thing, and it was untouched original. And I don't know where that car went. Uh, of course, once he died, it undoubtedly went for a fortune. Right. Sure. But and maybe that's and, and maybe that's what puts it out of the reach of the kids today. That um, you know they're just it's they don't have that half a million dollars. Hey, Mike, the clock. We're up against the clock. I gotta go. Where can the listeners go get if they want to purchase the uh, the complete history of the Ford Mustang? Where can they get the book? And uh, where is it available? Amazon. Well, like any like anything anything Amazon. But if you want to buy it from a yeah, Amazon's the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> stick with that. Okay, we'll yeah. leave it there. Um, as always, yeah. sir, you're always you're always welcome back. And we appreciate your time. Come on back. Let's do another interview. Write another book, and uh, we'll talk about it. All right, kiddo. It, if I live long enough. Nah, you'll live long enough. Come on, stop thinking like that. <laughs> I want to see what the next book is. So, all right, you be well, Mike. You okay. take good care. Always a pleasure, sir. I'm Ron Aining, the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Do you love Selena? Like really love. Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Check the backseat. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. I want to say thank you to uh, Mike Mueller uh, regarding uh, his conversation with us about Mustang and also to Michael Flink from Autel. Um, two very good conversations that we uh, had today uh, talking about cars and technology and how things have evolved and changed. Tom, do you remember your um? Yeah, do you remember ever seeing a Mustang as a kid? I mean, what was your impression? Do you have any memories that far back? Oh, yeah. I love that car. Oh. Um, <clears throat> matter of fact, a uh, guy who used to own a radio station we worked for had uh, several old ones. And uh, when I was se- six, yeah, not 16, 17 years old, I was working at uh, one of his stations in Hartford, and uh, he showed up on a real hot day. I was outside. He tosses me the keys to this convertible classic Mustang and says, go get a soda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, seriously? Uh, yeah. yeah convertible Mustang. It was gorgeous. Yeah, uh, and there, there was just, there was something, you know, and about it i remember my father's best friend and i'm so now i'm going back right my dad uh he was harry and my father had a friend seymour and they were these two were like they were sort of like fred and barney or uh, ralph and norton all right a couple of brooklyn boys and uh they were mechanics out at laguardia airport idlewild i'm sorry idlewild 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 or laguardia i'm trying to remember now uh, i think it was laguardia actually um, during the war and later on, they were airline mechanics. And I, I mean, wherever these two went, mischief sort of went with it. And one day, one day Seymour showed up at the house with a brand spanking new 68 Mustang convertible, yellow, brown boot, brown gut, right? Bucket seats. And he took me out for a ride. We're driving down the highway and all he's doing is slowing down and putting his foot through the floor yelling, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, because it's a Mustang. I just, what an impression on a young kid. And here I am talking about cars and fixing them. Till the next time, I'm Ron Anini and the car doctor looking up saying, I got to go. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 